it's it's basically in in the theme that you described is um there's so much more to the region and um the the club created this idea and and the patch and the challenge to hike all the trails and what's interesting is there are some new trails that are popping up i'm thinking of um the new one to the red hill fire tower so it yep. keeps people i i suppose you get your patch and you got your patch but then you really need to go out and check out some of these new trails um, Heck yeah. so yeah that that's that's one way or, or or one um incentive to explore these other places and it fits in with one of the principles of that rec plan i mentioned and um that is uh dispersal or dispersion so basically um you know the the cat skills have you could say the carrying capacity for Bushwhacks were some of uh, the worst days I've ever had in the mountains, or life, really. I, and I tell people all the time, never underestimate the Catskills, Jamie. You can't underestimate them. Why the Catskills is such a great place for trout. It is really the development of New York State. Catskills are responsible. Now you're listening to Inside the Line, the Catskills. All right, so Peter, I'm going to open this up. You'll probably hear that. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, all right, Peter, so how are you doing, sir? All right, how are you? Good. How is the, the storm near you? Where did, Where is your location? Well, Vinus Center, um, the snow is great, making up for snow that we didn't have. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. How much did you get, do you think? Maybe 12. I don't know. It's mm. hard to say. Maybe more. We had some on the ground that was hanging tough, and uh, there was a lot of drifting, so it's hard to tell. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. We only got like nine. Official reports were like nine up here, um, and not much drifting, but yeah, um, I heard the Catskills lower, Catskills and the upper Catskills more of the towards the east and the south got slammed. Great. I mean, not in every respect, but for, <laughs> for skiing, for example. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Hunter, I, 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 apparently they got like 34 inches of snow. So, wow. Almost three feet. It was crazy. Also, did you hear about the uh, Catterskill Falls announcement that they're going to be studied by uh, an Oregon firm? I did, actually. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's great stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting what they're they're studying. I'm I'm I no kinda, you know they they talk about high usage, the Catskills and this uh, OTAC Incorporated was also done national park stuff. So that'll be good for Catterskill Falls and hopefully, um, after they come up with what they uh, their the research that they do, they can also look at like other places for for high use, like you know, of course Panther Mountain and uh, other places a Giant Ledge you know, blue hole, stuff like that. Maybe it's going to be tough to to get those areas for parking areas, but it definitely needs a lot more for parking in those specific areas. Yeah, and it's it's the whole clove, I think, is what they're looking at. And uh, as you probably know, that that parking lot 
is it uh it's molly smith i think they call it on on one of the bands in the road has been uh basically closed yeah i i was part of this um catterskill clove working group i suppose i'm still part of it but i went to several of the meetings and uh i i've also worked um with many of the people over there on the mountain clove scenic byway and uh just to toss out one of the interesting things, and this was done by a um, graduate planning studio at University of Albany. They suggested, and they got, they did a great study to uh, make a trail up the clove, so that um, the hamlet of Ca of uh, Palinville, you know, could could benefit from some more activity, maybe accommodate some parking. So um, sort of distribute um, ways to get there. And then they had a more grandiose idea, which, you know, anything and everything goes in some of these planning documents. I I, I uh, support this kind of big picture thinking, but the idea of uh, reestablishing what used to be the um, Otis Cog elevator, um, you know, railway that went up the side of the mountain. I don't think they envision the same kind of a thing, but it's within the general theme of uh, how else can you access the mountain besides, you know, the, the single road that has been the subject of such um, congestion and, and so forth over many, many years. And uh, in, in some ways, some of these things are overdue, as, as many people know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, a great idea is the, uh, like the old railway over there by North South Lake is definitely needs, you know, it could put to you to use as in like a new trail or stuff like that. You know, I don't know how they haven't made that a trail yet because it, it used to be an old railway that would bring people up to the Casco Mountain house and the surrounding areas. And, you know, that's, that's a great idea, you know, and plus it's outside the line. So the, the permits to build are definitely different. So there's like permits to build a, a, uh, a parking area are, are definitely different than inside the line yeah, of the Catskills. The, yeah. I, I'm trying to envision where the line kind of bisects the side of the, the mountain, as I recall, yep, so, right. but the, you know, the forever wild is definitely a concern, but, you know, again, just the idea of, um, coming up with, with different ways to address the issue, thinking outside the box. Um, I've been to some of these gorge trails and, you know, there, there may be some property owner issues in there and so forth, but like, uh, Ithaca, it's, they have trails up their gorges and it's, it's really what the place is about to, to a large degree. And, um, you, you know, we're limited mostly to, um, motorized vehicles yep. at that location. So yeah, it, it's been looked at for a long time Yeah, and it's a shame that, one of the other ideas was to try to put some kind of a uh, a trail that connects that small parking area with uh, the trail to Bastion Falls and up to Catterskill Falls. There were some ideas about cantilevered walkways and and things of that nature. There was a lower parking lot. Probably it's just as well um, that the access points are are as they are now, which of course are improved with the Catterskill Rail Trail, that's a, a major development that helps out. And, you know, of course, that parking lot up um, on the road to North Lake is is big, but 
you know, it's never going to be big enough. Not not big enough for that amazing part of the, the Catskill Mountains. Like, I got to admit, some people have said, you know, one of my friends, Tad, said he's never been there. And he's hiked the Catskills for years upon years. And I'm just like, that is a place you need to go to. I know it doesn't matter during the week. Do it during the week, during the winter, and you'll understand the majest- the beauty of it and why people go there. So definitely, yeah, definitely excited to to see what they come up with and, you know, what maybe we have in future for the Catskills. So definitely we just wanted to bring that up to everybody's attention. So I know there's an article in the Times Union, but the Times Union also you got to pay to to get their articles and stuff like that. So I wasn't being able to view it. So I'll have to find some other stuff and post that. Yeah, you get you get a couple of clicks a month or something like that. Yeah, I've gone over those clicks so many times because there's so much happening around here. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's I think in some ways, even though um, some of what's happening now and has happened in, in recent years was, you know, overdue or um, a long time coming, I think the pandemic um, helped a lot of this stuff uh, pick up the pace a little bit, you know. Definitely. Like yep. that. that's kind of the, you know, I, I come from a, a planning background among other things and it's just kind of the nature of the way it goes you know you come up with all these great ideas but um everyone's busy or there's not enough money and so forth to implement and then something you know like a flood not in this case or something happens and it kind of uh rekindles the need to do things so in this case um well there's a number of things but the pandemic played into it the uh the uh Catskill advisory group report mm. um, that was recently completed the um coordinator position at DEC that was something that was called for in a plan in 1999 so uh things can take a while but it's great to see that they're happening yeah I'm excited so I'm I'm glad uh we have your brains to pick at this so that that was a lot of good information so thank you Peter um also I have uh, in front of me that I just got a couple days ago, the Trailhead Steward Catskill 3500 patch. I'll, I'll have to post this on Instagram or and Facebook, show people what they get. I know this uh, CMC gives out patches as well, right? The Catskill Mountain Clubs gives out patches for your volunteer work, right? Yeah, uh, for joining, you get uh, a patch and then there are other patches for completing the uh, hiking challenges. Yes, and you guys get plenty, and we'll talk about that tonight. So check it out. Uh, volunteer at the Stewards uh, Program and with Catskill Mountain Clubs. Every time I, I have a, an episode, I post a link to any of the volunteering groups in the Catskills. I very I encourage volunteering like crazy, and we definitely need it. So also I got 250 new stickers from uh, Jack Walker at Infinity PCD. Uh, he printed me off these and they're fantastic. So thank you, Jack. Again, if you need a sticker, uh, email me. I'll have the email in the, the show notes. And which, I'm sorry, which um, sticker is that? Is it for uh, the 35? No, okay. no, this is, this is for my, uh, sorry, this is for my, uh, my, my podcast. Oh, okay. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want one, let me know and I'll, I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, right on. So, yeah. So welcome everyone to episode 68 of Inside the Line, the Catskills. I'm here with Peter Manning, Executive uh, Director of Catskill Mountain Club. So we're going to talk about the good old Catskill Mountain Club. It's been around for a long time. They help out the Catskills immensely for a bunch of different reasons. And a lot of those reasons are 
reasons that I, I believe in strongly is uh, getting people away from the high peaks and getting people to the other parts of the mountains that could uh, get you to a place that you've never seen and that you'll love. Trust me. So also, thank you to the monthly supporters, Darren White, Vicky Ferreira, John Comiskey, Jim C., Michael Bogner, David Mead, Matt Smith, and Sharon Klein. Thank you for supporting the show. Also, Outdoor Chronicles Photography. I had her in here. It's episode 66. Awesome portfolio photography. She does amazing work for adventure elopement and adventure couple photography, also for your pets as well. Catskills Adirondacks White Mountains. Check her out on Instagram, uh, Facebook. She has awesome stuff. She always is a positive influence uh, in the mountains. Uh, she's a licensed guide and also an officiant. So if you need some awesome times, get a hold of Molly. Also, Camp Catskill in Tannersville. Uh, check that out. New place opened up uh, a couple years ago, like a year ago. All for your backpacking, hiking gear, microspike snowshoes, uh, shoes and t-shirts, uh, especially. Um, check them out. Also, they got a uh, Facebook page, an Instagram, and they also got an online page. So you can order stuff online. You need spikes. Or in that case, right now from the storm we just had, he needs snowshoes. Definitely needs snowshoes in the high peaks right now. Also, don't forget to check out the Trailbound Project online on Facebook and on Instagram for your hiking and backpacking trading. They offer very many courses like GPS, Map and Compass. They offer fire building techniques, backpacking techniques, rope tying techniques. Joe and Scott from Trailbound Project have a huge resume that is incredible with search and rescue and survival skills and stuff like that. Check them out online. They have, I'm pretty sure they have everything from an Instagram to a Facebook and a regular website. So I'll have their link in the show notes. Check them out. So Peter, uh, you having anything to drink tonight, sir? Besides, I saw well, a coffee, a big mug. That mug was huge. Speaking of uh, snowshoeing, I just went on a snowshoe here in Bovina Center and I'm drinking uh, a cup of hot rooibos tea. Nice. And uh, it, it was it was a lot of work. Um, I, I climbed this mountain. There's a uh, livestock foundation is is the name of the property owner, and they are creating and have created parts of a uh, a hamlet greenway. So they opened up. Um, well, it's semi open actually. When we first moved here, it's it's 25 years ago now. We haven't lived here the whole time, but. There were cows grazing in what is now um, a, 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 a sort of a, a gnarly nest of hawthorn trees. So when I got to the top of the path that was recently made as part of this um, local trail system, I had to uh, weave my way through these uh, Crataegus shrubs, basically, and oh. uh, Lots of points on there, uh, you know, <laughs> prickers for those of you that don't know. I have my nice, um, you know, water repellent newer clothes on, so I had to be careful. And it was it was very steep, but um, yeah, I got I got out for a little while, and um, th this is the right beverage, I think, at this point. <laughs> Definitely. What was that? Is that place open to the public? Yeah, it's. Um, again, there's a uh, a landowner, and they have this livestock foundation, okay. and uh, um, they've built a baseball field. They're proposing a greenway. They built this trail, and um, the fellow's name is uh, John Finn, and he's really interested in 
you know, uh, revitalizing, not that it needs it, but um, the Hamlet of Bovina Center, interpreting the history of it. And part of that is, you know, experiencing the landscape on these trails that are being made. So I, I would say yes, um, but I'm, I'm not sure how formal it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, they have public baseball games out there. They have um, uh, Bovina Center has a uh, historic baseball team. Uh, and there's another piece out there owned by the town. So, you know, um, it's it's when I don't have time to go other places or even if I do, I still often just recreate locally. Exactly. And that's a that's a great point, you know, to when the weather strikes like this, uh, I'd rather have people stay local for for a couple of days before going out to the high peaks. So those places can get plowed and stuff like that. Just, you know, just to get some relief off the DEC and the local towns and stuff like that to, so they can plow those and then get you guys out to the 3500s or wherever you want to go hike in the, in the high peaks, especially right now. So awesome suggestion. I haven't been out anywhere, so I've been stuck working <laughs> for the past, like, I don't know, 14 days. So, but hey, wow. yeah, but tonight, job, I, right? yes, yes, I got uh, two jobs and then a lot of volunteer work, so. I have, well, if you call this a job, which I don't, it's more of a hobby. So, uh, but yeah, two jobs and, you know, once, once in a while I get out, uh, hopefully every Tuesday, every other Tuesday I, I try to get out. And then Sundays are scarce because there's like, I don't have that much time because of uh, search and rescue volunteering and uh, other volunteering activities for the 3500 club and such. So, but, well, thanks for your service on, on those things. Hey, anytime. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you probably do enough. So yeah, I'm having a Bury the Hatchet West Kill Pale Ale tonight uh, from West Kill Brewing. I got this from my friend Brett, who does podcast in the Catskills called Cats Cast, the Catskills podcast. So check out his stuff. Brett, thank you for the, uh, the beer. I got that yesterday during the snowstorm. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've known Brett. For quite some time, he's made a series of uh, audio CDs, including those for the uh, the two scenic byways in, in the Catskills, the Catskill Mountain Scenic Byway and uh, the Mountain Clove Scenic Byway. So he, he's been a real supporter of uh, so many efforts over the years. Awesome. So he's the same dude I am. So <laughs> that's good. So I support anything and anything that helps out the Catskills. So. Brett, thank you for your your time uh, and your help. News, uh, some Catskill news. Once again, volunteer uh, volunteer organizations are starting to get together and get stuff for the spring, summer, and fall. So check it out. I know the Summit Stewards or the the Trailhead Stewards for the thirty five hundred Club is starting to get their stuff organized. So they're going to be at Slide Mountain Woodland Valley. So check them out. We want to get as many people as we can, get as many stewards out there as can spread the information of education and leave no trace for the people you know for the new people of the catskills and for maybe the the people that are just getting into to different activities of climbing the 3500s and stuff so also on april 22nd which is still pretty far away the hunter branch rail trail is opening uh and the bridge dedication so april 22nd check that out in hunter rail trail is being rebuilt again i remember it was was there but it, it was kind of like uh forgotten and now it's being rebuilt again so that's really cool stuff 
Also on April 22nd and 23rd, the Catskills Trail Crew and I had a conversation with Matt Smith. Oh, I forgot. It was like episode 52. Um, they are getting together 22nd, 23rd, and 29th and 30th for Mary's Glen Trail in the, near, in the North South Lake region. Uh, very easy area that definitely needs help with its trail because it's just a muddy massive an area and they've been working on it for the last year or two so check out the catskills trail crew i have them gonna have them tagged in here i'll probably post something about them again very cool stuff uh to be honest i haven't worked with them but i know both of them i know charlie and i know matt smith who run it matt smith is an awesome person i've worked with him with the 3500 club and uh he is definitely dedicated to making the trails better here in the catskills so once again check that out uh, April 22nd for the Hunter Branch Rail Trail and the April 23rd, 22nd, 23rd, 29th, and 30th for the Caskill Trail Crew. Just want to give a shout out to my friend, um, Michelle Yost, who was instrumental in that, that bridge project over in Hunter. She's a She is the uh, watershed coordinator, meaning on the mountaintop, New York City watershed, um, or west of Hudson watershed, as we might call it. Um, She's done a great job with that and, and other projects, including the um, part of the same former railroad that goes up um, to Catterskill Falls from the uh, Mountaintop Historical Society. In this case, um, New York City DEP was involved and um, she's really done some great work um, partnering with them. Of, of course, it's not all her, but um, mm -hmm. I am in touch with her pretty frequently and it's it's really quite a quite a project that she's done. So I, I have that on my calendar as well. The other event, I haven't hiked that trail in a long time, but I haven't forgotten how wet it, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks it's, you guys for doing that. Yeah. Um, also, you know, you want to, Peter, sometime after this, we'll, we'll talk uh, about her. Maybe we'll get her on the show, talk about some of the stuff of the watershed. All right. Excellent. So, uh, Peter, how about we break it into a little Catskill on history? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if you if you read Heart of the Catskills by Bob Studin. I'm aware of it. Um, I've read the the actual um, borough section when he writes about that. Yeah. So Bob Studin uh, wrote an amazing book, and I, I got this from his book, and I find it very, very beautiful and 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 informative of john burroughs and his talk about slide mountain and his passion with slide mountain because he had a great passion for slide mountain he had a great of course the southern catskills was his area basically he adored it so this is from bob student books heart of the catskills so deciding to climb slide mountain uh this time from woodland valley on the north and accompanied by three comrades, Burroughs made this longer and more difficult ascent in early june of 1885 Burroughs said, we broke camp early in the morning and with our blankets strapped to our backs and rations in our pockets and for two days set out a long ascent on a bark road. After some confusion regarding the directions they had been given and after a strenuous climb, they reached a summit. From here, Burroughs writes, the summit of slide rose like a huge rock-bound fortress. Then the final pitch to the top was attempted. Ledge upon ledge, precipice upon precipice, and which up and over, we made our way slowly and with great labor, now pulling ourselves up by our hands, then cautiously finding niches for our feet and zigzagging right and left from shelf to shelf. 
Burrell's original plan was to climb the actual slide of Slide Mountain, but due to the foggy weather, they instead climbed the northern arm of Slide. It was not unlike climbing a tree, Burroughs writes. Finally, after some seven hours of hiking, the party reached the slide's 4,180-foot summit, which has been changed to probably like 4,184. And Burroughs reports the fight was all about the best of us. Once on the summit, which was covered with a thick forest of balsam fir, Burroughs observed how less advanced was the season due to the altitude of the mountain. Burroughs writes, I had never before stood amid blooming clotonia and flower of April and looked down upon a field that held ripening strawberries, remarks the surprise climber. After describing the weather, which was quixotic and severe, with fog, rain, thunderclouds, and some snow, Burroughs relates in some detail the domestic arrangements and the misadventures of the party in this high mountain wilderness. Water, food, and fuel are scarce, and cold invades the campsite at night, as do the local fauna, especially the great old porcupine. Yet, it is the view or show, as Burroughs called it, which mostly securely holds his attention. Marveling at the great panorama scene atop a wooden tower erected by John Dutcher, Burroughs observes, we saw the world as hawk or balloonist sees it. How soft and flowing all the outlines of the hills and mountains beneath us. Employing new names recently given to the mountains by Gouillot, Burroughs points out that Graham and Doubletop among the many other mountain peaks which can be seen from Slide Summit. And then something amazing happens. Clearly, the acme of this trip, although a count buried in the early pages of his essay, deeply moved by the wild and aboriginal prospect spread out before him, Burroughs experiences what might be called a personal epiphany. Awestruck, he relates, all was mountain and forest on every hand. At this moment, Burroughs, the son of an old school Baptist, is reminded of the fact that in the Bible, mountains are presented as holy and sacred. And thus, with a feeling of surprise, Burroughs recognizes that the great thing is not human civilization, as we are taught, but as earth itself. Here, therefore, Burroughs acknowledged with humility and reservance that clearly on the summit of Slide Mountain, in the heart of the Catskills, the works of man dwindle. Now, if anybody's ever been up to Slide Mountain, you know that that plaque says that right below the summit of Slide. And uh, it is very true quote that here the earth works of man dwindle. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. I got to admit, he talks about climbing the north arm of Slide, and I got to climb that with my friend a couple of years back. And it is definitely described just like he said. Climb after climb, ledge after ledge, you go through thick, prominent balsam firs. It is definitely one that everybody should partake in sometime in their life because it is absolutely fantastic and is, like he said, wild, aboriginal. We were going upon this one part and we'd walk on a flat and we're like, oh, here's another one. I, I guarantee there were seven times we had to climb different ledges. It was beautiful. I, I know people um, that have tried to sort of retrace that route based on where that bark road might have been and some of the things that um, he experienced. I've, I've come across from um, the Winnesook property across the bump that, um, well, it's a pretty big mountain, but, but it, it's much smaller than slide. Um, Mike Kudish and um, Paul Misko. Have you had him on the show yet? I have had Mike, but I haven't had Paul. Yeah, they refer to it as uh, Shekel Moose. 
the name of that mountain. Excellent. That is, um, between the the Winnesuk Club and uh, Slide Mountain, it's it, that's some of the thickest uh, vegetation I've encountered in the Catskills. I agree. Um, once we hit, we hit like I forgot how many feet it was. I think it was like thirty eight hundred feet, and then you know it was right after a ledge, and all of a sudden it just started getting so thick, and people. I know they talk about going in between the dink, you know, Friday and and uh, Wittenberg and Cornell is thick, but they have never tasted some some slide mountain thick because uh, I don't know. Did you did you have to to deal with the great immense amount of blowdowns there? No, but I have dealt with that kind of stuff, and um, I I just didn't deal with it and turned around. And what I'm thinking of now are places in the Adirondacks. You know, oh yeah. Um, for a, a reasonable bushwhack, you know, you you put a time on it and this was just I don't know, at, at least doubled or tripled to try to move through it. So, you know, your your day is going to disappear. So, we just um in the the case I'm thinking of turned around, but yeah, the the straight line winds and the storms um they will change everything in a minute basically. So, something that you did you know, even a short time ago, maybe drastically changed. So you oh, gotta be course. ready for that stuff. But up there, um, on on that hike, and I I had the permission from the Winnesuk across that. It it was bad, but um, there wasn't a lot of that lateral, you know, trunk stuff. So um, it was it was reasonable in that regard. And you know, if you have the right mindset, it's really not a problem at all barring what i just said about the real ridiculous stuff you can <laughs> um you know if you have the time and as i say the right mindset it's it's uh, an amazing adventure and plus you also had dr kudish there who was also a fun time he's always he's always positive he's always you know talking and giving you information and it's it's a great time absolutely yeah all right, so let's get on to the guest of the night. Let's go. Guest of the night tonight is Peter Manning, executive director of the Catskill Mountain Club. So welcome to the show, Peter. All right. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. And and thanks for all that you do, which I recently learned more about. Excellent. Well, anytime. I uh you know, I, I love to dedicate my time and and life to the Catskills somewhat so i guarantee you two too uh, of course you do but you know a lot of people when they get that feeling that bug of hiking in the Catskills you know you want to give back and this is volunteering is the way to do it so yeah so peter um once again welcome to the show you want to give it a little background about yourself yeah i'll try not to get lost in that um i would like to say though that i first came to the Catskills with my family on vacation in the late 60s. My We had a family of, of six, actually half brother and half sister as well, but they weren't involved in um, getting in the station wagon and, and driving to a place that my parents found advertised in the New York Times, I believe, and it was uh, was, it's no longer here, called uh suits us farm and i'm actually sitting about two miles from it nice. just um wound up 
that's a whole nother story on on how I wound up in Balvina Center, but that's where Suits Us Farm uh, was. Uh, now it's a Montessori school. It was an old dairy farm of 350 acres. And in the 50s or 60s, the owners changed it, kind of phased away from the dairy farming and made it a family vacation center. So all, all the kids loved it. And actually, one of my sisters went to SUNY Oneonta in uh, the early 70s, and uh, she lives there and has for who knows pretty much since that time so we would go to the farm over the years teenagers and uh horseback riding and and so forth so the um the place is is in my blood and my bones i guess you could say um and then many years later i moved to uh new paltz we i i grew up in long island I'm probably not finished growing up, but um, I attempted <laughs> to grow up and uh, went to college at New Paltz. And we used to take trips up um, to the Catskills uh, a lot as well. So so that's that's a little about some of my uh, earlier connections with the Catskills. And then uh, let's see. Oh, after some time in other places, I moved back to um it was uh, Rosendale, actually, and there was an ad in the paper, Kingston Freeman, for a planner position in Delaware County, in Delhi, which is the county seat. It's about nine miles from here. Um, so I, I was able to return to the Catskills or really live there for the first time. And uh, interestingly, I wound up living in um, Bovina Center. And even more interestingly, a couple other things, the house that we now own was one of the places that we looked at when we were looking to, to um, rent a place when I got the new job. Uh, however, we took this other one up the street, was, which was just phenomenal. And then um, in 1998, um, we wound up getting married at uh, Suits Us Farm. So Nice. Just some interesting connections that I wanted to share. All intertwines. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've lived in uh, Margaretville and, and Phoenicia over the years. And I I got involved in um, trail maintenance because I tried to hike up a trail, specifically Drybrook Ridge, and talk about one of those ice storms that, you know, we couldn't even get through. So again, it was one of those time warp situations. We had already pre-placed the car. So um, we followed through with it. So then I asked um, Ranger Kittle, who's since retired, how one would be able to clear that trail. And then that's when I was introduced to the, uh, the trail supervisor for Drybrook Ridge and I adopted a section on the other end of the ridge. The major blowdown was above Margaretville. And then, um, so sort of indirectly, I inspired whosoever section of trail that was to, you know, get the saws out and so forth. And meanwhile, I adopted um, the another piece that hardly anyone ever walked on down the other end of the ridge. So um, I was a, a trail volunteer 
maintainer for several years and um, became the supervisor, which sounds really important. Um, but the, the main part of the job is collecting everyone's trail reports. So that's some of uh, the things that I got involved in. in. In terms of professionally, I went from the county planning department to New York State Department of State and worked in the division of local government for several years. And about half that time, I was assigned to the Department of State's watershed office in Margaretville. So uh, that was just very educational and interesting. And I got to help a lot of people uh, uh, along with, you know, still serving in, um, in Albany and so forth. So during that time, which included 2004, was, uh, of course, the centennial celebration of the Catskill Park, which was created in 1904. And at the time, and, you know, I, I, I knew all these people um, or got to know them better during that time, Chris Olney and Aaron Bennett at the Catskill Center for Conservation and Development um, decided really Chris wrote sort of a, um, I guess you could call it a position paper, but he developed um, the concept of the Catskill Mountain Club. And part of that was based on why isn't there a Catskill Mountain Club? And uh, of course, nobody could not only disagree, but they supported the formation of it. And uh, his, his colleague at the time, Aaron Bennett, um, was also instrumental in in getting involved. And then recently, because I'm thankful and everyone's thankful for Chris and the others uh, that started the club, I, I did a Where Are They Now piece in uh, the club's newsletter, which is is uh, available. And I, I contacted Chris and we had some discussions and um, he shared with me the list of the founding members of the Catskill Mountain Club, um, which uh, are are in the article. And uh, and and there's a body of work that Chris did um, to to get it off the ground. There was a number of meetings um, with with more people than just the ones that he identified who agreed to be um, the core members. There was there was a lot of uh, support for it, so uh, that's a, a little about the background. And you know, getting back to volunteerism, I think that really is the heart of the club. And in fact, this position that I, I now have is among the first uh, to to actually be uh, compensated for the work. And in in this case, we thank the O'Connor Foundation located here in Delaware County for supporting that position. Um, my predecessor, predecessor, of course, Wendell George, um, I think he was compensated uh, as well to, to a degree, um, but he just did a tremendous amount of work and uh, it advanced the club um, to, to where it is now. And, and you know, he's, he's been very supportive and helpful um in, in terms of getting me acquainted with the the, the vast amount of yeah. things that actually yeah. go on so um you know and there are a number of other individuals 
if I start naming them, I'll forget one or two. But um, basically, again, these are people, of course, that care deeply about the area and they want to, um, you know, share uh, appreciation and awareness and, you know, how to how to uh, take care of uh, the resources, how to um, behave in, in certain instances. And then, you know, as the club advanced, we got involved in advocacy. We're now part of the uh, Casco Park. I shouldn't say we are now part of, we've been a part of the Casco Park Coalition for a number of years. And the coalition um, consists of a handful of uh, core groups, we could say, um, namely the Catskill Center, Catskill Mountain Keeper, Catskill Mountain Club, and then New Jersey, New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. And then from there, you move into um, many, many other organizations who um, support the coalition. And uh, there was a Catskill Park Day started. I'd have to, uh, let's see, probably around 2008 or so, I, I should know. Uh, at that time, um, I had gone. Well, what happened, I was in Department of State in Margaretville. They called me back up to Albany. I took the position. And then I had an opportunity to return to the Catskills. You know, people not like you and me don't necessarily understand those kinds of decisions. Why would you go out there when, you know, you could stay up here and have, uh, you know, this secure job and all those kinds of things. But um, I, I took the opportunity to return to the Catskills and uh, I served at the Catskill Center as the regional planner for, uh, I don't know, four or five years or so. And um, some of the efforts um, that have been taken up by the coalition um, were, were started when I was at the Catskill Center because as the position that I held suggests, uh, it was regional in nature. And at the time, the Catskill Center had done a lot of great uh, local planning work. Um, and Helen Budrock was a community planner. She did other things as well, but they made a shift to uh, a regional scope and, and we started getting involved more that way. And um, you know, hats off to those that followed and and took that uh, initiative to the point where it is now. And you know, of course, over the years, the Catskill Center, like um, Helen Budrock, for instance, she was instrumental in uh, revitalizing the five uh, fire towers that are are still open, and there's a steward program um, in uh, involved in that. So. Again, I could go on forever, but as you say, all these things fit together. I see you have here uh, what got me interested in choosing this position. Well, I, I, in some ways, I guess I would say that it, it chose me. It's interesting, you know, a uh, couple of friends of mine who I, I knew probably best from just seeing them out in the mountains or uh, skiing on the golf course. Um, as this position was um, being developed and the grant was being submitted, um, I saw one board mem member and his wife on Drybrook Ridge. And I think they were the first ones that told me about it. And then I saw a second board member 
on the golf course in Delhi, cross-country skiing, who also told me about it, and I expressed some interest at that point, and quite some time went by. So um, I, I guess, you know, the message embedded in that is if you just go out and, and do things that are helpful and, and you enjoy, then uh, it will lead you to connections and opportunities yeah. that you can take, um, you know, to a more significant degree. And um, I'm thankful um, for the the opportunity and the ability to do that. And again, the the people in the club are are very um, supportive and, of course, uh, appreciative of, of the area and and thankful and really caring, you know, for what it has to offer and what our role is in in the future of the yeah. region. So. Yeah. So that is a, a crazy background, uh, Peter. That's uh very, very complicated. You're you're all over the place in the Catskills, but your your time and effort that you've done for the Catskills is 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 incredible. And you know, and hopefully everybody thanks uh, like everybody from the, from the thing will appreciate what you do for the Catskills because that that is a lot of stuff here all over the Catskills. It's crazy. Yeah, and I and again, you know, I've certainly put effort in it into it, but I I would turn it back around to all the um, people on these groups that I've worked with, and um, you know, li like us and and like others that we've mentioned, um, these people have a real vested interest not only in their communities but how it fits um, how their communities fit into the larger region, and uh, they have a lot to bring and you know all kinds of characters come to these meetings over the years and yeah. there's been some really interesting experiences but we all share the love of the place and um the desire to improve it and and work together to do so so you know it's it's really a common theme of course that moves all this stuff ahead yeah yeah so the catskill mountain club uh just name off some some stuff that you guys do for the Catskills. I specifically know a bunch of things, but I, I just would like to, to have the listeners know what the Catskill Mountain Club does for the, the Catskills. Yeah, and we, we already mentioned um, one of them that has really um, picked up steam. Again, it's, it's a partnership, and that's the Catskill Park Coalition. And I named some of the partners that have been instrumental in really bringing uh, resources from Albany to the Catskills that the Catskills deserve. And early on in the job in, in January, I participated in a number of um, Zoom calls with state legislatures who um, legislate tours whose districts, of course, cover the Catskills. And, you know, coming into these conversations later, it's, it's very impressive and enlightening um, how connected um, these elected leaders are uh, with with the Catskills, the issues and the people that that we're working with um, and and how they, you know, really believe in the place and they advocate and fight for it um, back in Albany. And, and that's brought a lot of resources. A lot of people don't realize that in Albany, you know, the Catskill Park Coalition uh, kind of gets their attention for their park 
uh, instead of, you know, focusing on the bigger areas like the Adirondacks and stuff. They're like, hey, you know, we might need help over here and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that attention. Like you say, in Albany, a lot is is helpful because that gets the attention of the politicians that we need help here in the Catskills. Yeah, as, as Jeff Centerman would say in the beginning, Jeff, of course, is the executive director of the Catskill Center for Conservation Development. In the earlier days of this um, advocacy, um, now we do a lot of it on Zoom, but um, there was traveling to Albany and, and meeting in person and so forth. But in the beginning, the legislators had to understand you know, where where the Catskills were and 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 what they were about. And I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, you know, and yep. that has been a pattern uh, over the years. And part of that is because, um, you know, it is divided by so many state regions. You know, for example, uh, DEC has region three and four. DOT has um, three regions. So the idea of the Catskill coordinator was to, um, you know, serve both, re um, serve the split and, and to make it one and make it centered on the park. And, you know, that that's kind of a, a good metaphor for um, these developments that have happened over the years that center it on the park. You know, the, there are so many um, things around the park that pull interests um, or keep interests, you know, down in the valleys and so forth. I've been to so many, you know, regional meetings over the years. And, uh, you, you know, wh when these um, agency department people come up from Kingston or they come over the hills from Sullivan County and so forth, you know, th th they care about the cats skills but in many ways the the resources that are allocated are are sort of in the backyards of the areas that they serve so um it, it's great to see um how the advocacy has advanced and and also to be a part of it so yeah you guys uh build trails for the for the catskills i remember recently uh there's one over near the the pacapacon reservoir right yes and um What's also very important and significant is that most of the trails that the CMC built were in partnership uh, with New York City DEP on watershed lands that are owned by DEP. So, you know, that opens up a whole potential discussion here, you know, about the increase in land acquisition as part of the watershed agreement over the years and how resources, uh, you know, money was given to uh, ramp up that acquisition and how the land base is shifting towards watershed lands. Um, that's kind of a, a bigger context. But when the CMC builds trails on these DEP lands, um, you're, you're, you're making the best of um, what's out there and you're creating other places for people to enjoy and appreciate the Catskills. And frankly, um, the these trails are exciting in, in what they reveal. And to think about how, you know, nowadays you can pretty much go to not any DEP lands, but um, most of the ones that are away from the reservoir, you, you can go there. Um, years ago, that wasn't the case. And then even before that, much of the land, of course, was private. So now yeah. we have publicly accessible lands with trails and, you know, people 
love trails and the access to these trails in many cases had to be worked out and created uh, as well. So the one you're thinking of, I believe, would be the um, Shavertown Trail. Yep. And Shavertown, of course, is um, the former hamlet um, that was one of the hamlets that was lost to the Papacton Reservoir in the in the 1950s. So um, the the trail has an overlook now, which is a um, a somewhat recent extension um, to a rock ledge that overlooks the um, confluence of the Trempers Kill and what was, of course, the East Branch of Delaware, and that's where Shavertown was located. So there, there's history involved there, too, if, if only for the view, but there are many other ways. So the, the Shavertown Trail is um, one of the ones that was that was done, and Ann Roberti, who's a, a, a board member and a, a longtime uh, supporter and, and member of the Catskill Mountain Club, was instrumental in, in not only um, getting the trail done, but working out the relationships to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Taking the opportunities and, and, and creating these trails in concert, um, in cooperation with the DEP. So um, I can't think of the mileage exactly, but one of the interesting things about um, the trail, well, it's got a couple of loops on it, is it goes um, onto what was to be a a house or, um, or more than one home sited. So whoever owned the property before DEP acquired it, was intending on um, building houses and they created these ponds up there and and uh, there are still open fields. I haven't been there recently, but um, a lot of the aspen trees and so forth are, are growing up, but it does provide open views, which of course is not something you always get in Catskill Trails because yeah. um, you know it's forever wild and mostly forested. There are view sheds that can be opened on forever wild lands but this particular um parcel is is or was it's closing up very open um so so that's one of the trails and it, you know it's it's a doable trail as we know so many of the um trails in the in what we'll call the heart of the catskills are you know climbing a mile in elevation gain in you know a mile or yeah. two miles in distance so, um, you know, not your average family-friendly hike. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so th- this whole theme of, you know, we'll say utilizing um, these watershed lands is, is a very important one for different reasons. I'll throw out one or two, but one of them is um, connectivity, right? We're in a situation now where there needs to be um, more infrastructure to absorb the increases in visitors, in this case, in particular, hikers, right? So there needs to be um, probably more trails, but also connected trails and networks, and also anchoring these trails um, to destinations. And then, of course, easier trails. So the Shavertown Trail, and I'll jump to a couple of the others. Um, also in the Andes, we have the Palmer Hill Trail, DEP land, um, advanced by CMC in cooperation with the city. 
and there's the Andes Rail Trail, which um, is uh, it has an interesting story behind it. But it um, it once upon a time came up from the East Branch to the train station in Andes, and um, CMC was involved in in reopening um, a portion of it, and we still have interest as others do in um, trying to connect it further. Um, but what also happened with that trail is there's a, a beautiful um, spur, it's called. Um, um, but anyway, so it's not just an out and back on the rail trail anymore. It is also a, um, a spur. It almost came to me. It's okay. It's a spur hike that goes up into this um, beautiful DEP parcel. It goes, um, you know, through hemlocks, um, up past some rocks. Then it ducks down um, to a stream and it does a big loop and comes back to the rail trail. Is that so, the bullet I, hole spur? Yeah, there you go. Thanks a lot. Yep. Yeah, the bullet hole, um, which is a little hollow that's nearby. So, uh, again, you know, what what you have is, in this case, a little different from Shavertown. You have a trail that is adjacent and, and basically in the hamlet of Andes. So, you know, visitors to Andes can walk up a hill or drive and park at the former train train station and take a gentle walk um, uh, along this uh, Andes rail trail. Or if they want to extend it, it becomes a, a bit more of an outing. Nothing too ridiculous, but um, take the spur. So, you know, the, this helps people appreciate and, and understand, you know, that the Catskill Mountain Club is is creating these places for their appreciation. And then they kind of become part of the club. Maybe, yep. you know, they don't join as members, but they begin to understand sort of the the, um, the vein that we work in by creating these new places that are already there and they just need to be developed. So yeah. the other one in Andes is Palmer Hill. And um, it's also sometimes that hill is called Farmer Hill. If you look on the old uh, USGS maps, but it's um, one of the highest points on Route 28 in the Catskills. I think it's the highest. I, I think it's a little higher than High Mount at Bel Air. But anyway, it's got that beautiful view uh, oh, looking yeah. back into the Catskills with um Drybrook Ridge, um, Balsam Lake Mountain, and, you know, the, the whole gang. And uh, it, it's an open view. And then the trail begins at that point and um, and drops down and, and does a loop and so forth. And I also want to just touch on the importance of not only the cooperation with DEP, but the cooperation uh, with local governments. And that's something that's on the agenda for tomorrow's uh CPAC meeting and we can talk about what that is and, and what yeah. happens there but more involvement of um, local governments is a finding in the Catskill Advisory Group report and it's um, been called out on the agenda um, for tomorrow so to get back to what I was talking about um, the former supervisor of the town of Andes also you know helped make that happen so Local governments, along with the Catskill Mountain Club and the DEP, understand the importance of um, creating these places. Yeah. So 
just to get back to one of the other points I touched on, the um, the connectivity. There are a lot of opportunities as, as we look at the region and we look at um, some of the stresses being placed on it um, to create trails that, for example, connect state land um, with hamlets. And again, that's where your local government is going to become involved. Um, you know, what do you think of this idea, town board? Or, um, or maybe you already have that idea in your in your municipal comprehensive plan. So, um, you know, connectivity, um, increase in networks, uh, as well as new trails um, are kind of on the agenda in general for the Catskills. And when you're able to diversify those activities by including city land, um, we're definitely on the right track. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to bring up is a lot of people ask a lot of questions about why are trails not being built uh, so quickly. And a lot of people don't understand that it takes a lot of time to get, you know, permits, creating the right route, creating the route that will cause a less erosion. Uh, different things all play into a factor of why these trails can't be built immediately. If, I don't know why people think that they can be built in, 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 you know, like a year, but it cannot happen just because of the, once again, forever wild cat skills, the, the, the different permits you need, and then also the strategic planning and making these trails. It's, it's, it's extremely difficult. So um, if you're a listener and you're wondering why stuff doesn't get built ASAP, is because it takes time, a lot of time. And like I said, the strategic planning of making this trail so it doesn't cause the most erosion, that is the biggest factor is is planning, basically. So uh, once again, thank you, Peter. Once again, the, the trails you guys have created has uh, dispersed people away from the Catskills. And I encourage people to go to these trails because they're beautiful, beautiful trails, um, especially in the western parts of the Catskills where you know, you might get a little view over the the reservoir or something like that, like on the Shavertown Trail, uh, especially with those ponds. That is absolutely stunning looking over those areas. So awesome stuff, Peter. That's it's great stuff. Once again, you guys are are making it happen, which is really good. And it takes a lot of time. So um, what about the uh, one other one of the patches we talked about or we're going to talk about all trails challenge? Uh, can you give us any like information about that? Yeah, absolutely. Since you didn't put a time on this, I'd like to tag on a few things. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the the process and the timing of what it takes to build a new trail, because um, although the trails that the club did on DEP lands also took some time, and I don't have any exact numbers here, but I would say that they happened and are able to happen quicker than um, trails on the constitutionally protected forest preserve lands uh, inside the blue line. And there are a number of uh, factors for that. As, as, as you say, the planning, of course, there's um, each area of the Catskills, in addition to being broken up, um, or I should say classified as wilderness, and wild forests primarily, there are other classifications as well. There are units um, within those areas um, and then each unit has a unit management plan. And the process uh, of planning involves um, putting the change that you want into the plan 
so that it can be examined and assessed so that it um, you know fits within again forever wild lands. Now that that's a process that requires, as I say, putting it in the plan. So the way the plans work is there's a cycle and then you update them or DEC specifically updates them. So there's a cycle in which they get updated. And then over the years, and this is something that advocacy has recently helped, um, the DEC hasn't had enough staff um, to be involved in updating these unit management plans. So exactly. that kind of compounds this, this situation. But, you know, there's a lot of great things in these plans. And, uh, you know, not to call this one out, but it's significant. In the 1987 unit management plan for the Catskill, Catterskill Wild Forest was the action to create an overlook platform, or, you know, to look at the falls. So, you know, that's too long right <laughs> wow you know so so a lot of things you see happening now were kind of sparked by hey you know we've gotten this point you know what are we going to do now so it's all great at the same time us planner type folks um would like to see a more incremental progression of these improvements as they are often laid out in these plans so you know jumping back to cmc and the dp lands um, you you do see, as far as I can tell, uh, a somewhat more fluid and, and shorter process. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing you brought up was sort of location-wise where the Catskills are, and that's a whole topic in itself, but I just want to mention an interesting definition, and there are many, it's not necessarily a definition, but a map of a geographic area Um, for the Catskill region is found in the, let me see if I can get all these words right, the uh, Greater Catskill Region Recreational Master Plan. I I almost got it. But anyway, (laughs) in 2020, this um, recreation plan um, was released for the whole Catskill region. And inside, um, of course, is the map of what the region um, constitutes. And, you know, it includes um, the portion of the watershed or much of it, I have to look at the map again, that is outside of the blue line. And primarily that area includes Andes where we were talking about and into Delaware County. Um, So the, the, the region itself, you know, is much larger. So I agree with you, you know, everybody thinks often anyway of the high peaks. And um, as you pointed out, there are so many other places. And that's one thing um, that the club is, is has been working on. And, and we have some initiatives that um, we plan to keep working on it. Uh, yeah, just getting the people away from um, from the certain popular areas and seeing what else we have in the Catskills. Is a, is a big goal of mine. I love talking about the 3500 Club, the high peak, stuff like that. But getting out to the Western Catskills, getting out to, you know, the northern parts of the Catskills, like Green County, let's say northern, a little bit further up in Long Path and stuff like that, is some phenomenal areas. And there's a, definitely in the Western, there's a lot of camping opportunities. So I say if, if you can go anywhere, get anywhere. And that's why we have 
uh, what you guys have is the Owl Trails Challenge to to bring that kind of into the Western Catskills. What is that like? Three hundred and seventy-two miles. Is that what it is? Three hundred seventy, three hundred seventy-two. I'm not um, exactly up to date on all the um, particulars, but yeah, it's it's basically in in the theme that you described is um, there's so much more to the region, and um, the the club created this idea and and the patch and the challenge to hike all the trails. And what's interesting is there are some new trails that are popping up. I'm thinking of um, the new one to the Red Hill Fire Tower. So it keeps people, I I suppose you get your patch and you got your patch, but then you really need to go out and check out some of these new trails. Um, So yeah, that's that's one way or or one um, incentive to explore these other places. And it fits in with one of the principles of that rec plan I mentioned. And um, that is uh, dispersal or dispersion. So basically, um, you know, the the Catskills have, we could say, the carrying capacity for increased visitors. And really, it wasn't all too long ago that we were really working hard uh, to get more visitors. And, you know, today, at least for the eastern portion of the region, guess what? They're all here. So these these ideas um, like dispersion and it can be done in in different ways. Um, the scenic byways help with that, but also, and jumping back to the advocacy, a handful of years ago, money was given to among other, actually it was given to create that rec plan, and then it was given to build some new parking lots. Um, the Overlook, um, very popular fire tower, you know, hike and so forth. Um, that uh, that parking lot was expanded with resources directed to the Catskills. Um, Mount Hayden, I believe, is another one in an area that you mentioned in the, in the northern Catskills above Wyndham. I'm not sure what the status of, of that um, parking lot is at the moment, but, um, you know, not only do we need to spread people around, but we need to build the infrastructure to be able to um, not only absorb them, so to speak, it, it's not an equation here, but provide the quality experience that they've come to, to, to know or that they first discover when they arrive here. So, um, you know, we're, we're involved again in, in, in those conversations. And some of the things that we talk about, of course, are, are called hot spots, And, you know, the Catterskill Clove, the Peekamoose Blue Hole are well known, but there are other ones as well. And, you know, jumping back to the city lands, there are some great parcels out there. And, you know, the city looks for a champion, could be a local government, could be Catskill Mountain Club, to develop, um, you know, trails, for example. But in some cases, there needs to be parking, you know, and, and maintenance, which is something that you talked about as well. Yeah. So the, the the all trails challenge is there to get people to check out the the other parts of the Catskills, which are as truly as beautiful as the high peaks and the Catskill uh, Falls areas, stuff like that. Um, like I said, the Western Catskills offer so many cool different areas of, of forestry and old wooden roads, old roads that used to be massive roads for people that used to travel the Indians, stuff like that. So um, I will put that in the show notes, definitely Catskill All Trails. 
uh, challenge. Check it yeah, out. And, and just to toss into that, you know, when we compare, say, the high peaks to the Western Catskills and some of these, um, right, these yep. trails that are on the All Trails Challenge, frankly, a lot of them are just easier, which is something yep. I said earlier. But, you know, you're you're not only discovering new places in trails, but also nearby hamlets and so forth. But um, due to the topography and, and other re, uh, reasons, some of these trails are easier and it, it does um, make them attractive to a wider wider uh, user groups. Heck yeah. Good point that these are not like, you know, 2000 feet of elevation gain in like two miles. This is, you can probably do a good 10 miles in a day and still feel good instead of doing a massive amount of gain. So very good point. Awesome. So Peter, also, you know, you guys do a, a, an annual uh, event called Lark in the Park. Could you tell the, the people who listen about the Lark in the Park event? Absolutely. Um, earlier, I spoke about the um, centennial celebration in 2004. That was when the Lark in the Park uh, was born. And, um, you know, a little background there, there was a lot of um, partnerships um, between local groups uh, and volunteers and uh, New York State DEC. And they really got behind um, a number of efforts, and this Lark in the Park being one of them. So it's a it's a ten day celebration, and it it's done really in 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 the best way. It's a series of events um, that are offered to anyone who would like to join and uh, experience not just hiking, but for example, cycling, paddling. You know, the, the development of the boating program on some of the reservoirs has really, really been a significant development over the years um, that I've seen, along with some of the other things that we spoke about. So usually there is um, at least one boating event and there are there are lectures and, and shorter hikes and really is something for everyone to, as we've been talking about, experience and appreciate not only what the place has to offer, but to, to discover something new and understand yeah. and meet the people that are involved in, say, leading the hike or other ones that uh, join in the hike. So you 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 make friends and, and you learn more about what the what the place is about. And there's been um, excellent participation over the years. I've been involved um, in leading events and going to events pretty consistently. Um, over the years, in in the first couple of years, the DC had uh, T-shirts that they would give out, and there, there was a little more advertising, sort of at the larger level, and um, a lot of that is has shifted. Um, and some of the regional groups have, in particular, now the Catskill Mountain Club has uh, taken that on. And just a, another shout out to to Wendell. He's not the only one, of course, but as the former director. He really um, has done an excellent job with that. So it takes place um, 10 days in October. Uh, let's see, it begins. No, it, it ends on Columbus Day, I believe. Um, so I don't have the dates for this year. They change yeah, every yeah. year. So um, basically that's that's when it's held. I will be giving a link in that and that too to check it out. And you can volunteer for Lark in the Park. Uh, I know you guys have like hike 
leads in that light like that. So um, Lark in the Park is a very great event. Definitely a, a bunch of hike plans to get people out in the, the different parts of the Catskills to show you what else the Catskills has to offer. So very cool event. Uh, I think I was, I wasn't part of it last year. I was part of the year before, which was very, very, it was 2022. So yeah, yeah. 2021, I was, it was very, very little stuff. So, but I was uh, on one of the hikes and Wendell, I remember tried to get a hold of me for Lark in the Park a while, a couple years back for waterfall tours around the uh, the reservoirs and stuff. So it was really cool to get a hold of him and get to get in touch with him for Lark in the Park. So neat. Um, so uh, as we we sort of ride down, um, what are your some of your favorite hikes in the Catskills, Peter? Well, the next one. <laughs> I wow, that's uh, that's the best answer I've ever heard in my life. Ha, greatest answer I've ever heard in my life, Peter. Holy crap! Well, it's just, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate not only to live here, but to have a a body as aging as it might be, um, to be able to get out there and do this stuff. But you know, in in terms of other answers, um. I kind of like the um the large blocks of wilderness like so the um the southern catskills up the uh east branch of the never sink and the, oh, the yeah. um the west kill wilderness there's um you know and and not take anything away from some of the other places but um and you referred to this earlier earlier in the reading um I guess I appreciate the spots where you you do see nothing but forested mountains yep. and uh you know in some cases not even a house or a, a hamlet um so wherever those spots are um i really appreciate them because in part the the catskills is relatively small uh and it, it it's not as vast as the adirondacks obviously so you know there, there's an extra kind of level of appreciation um, for those uh, larger undisturbed pockets that we have yeah but yeah I'll, I'll i'll hike anywhere i got a um there's a dep parcel up the road that i haven't checked out yet um so it's just kind of like on my list i don't have an actual list but there's a list of new places i want to go and i i'm always happy to return like, like i recently went back to red hill to to hike the new trail and um, was very impressed um, in particular with some of the stonework that was done there by uh, Tahawas is the name of the, the yes. building firm. So there's always something new to check out. Exactly. And uh, like you were saying, those, those parcels, the one, one of the things that I love, I bushwhack like crazy. I love bushwhacking and I love going to those places of where your question is, is this the right road and where the hell is this taking me? That's my my favorite my favorite times. It's just like, am I am I going the right way? And then all of a sudden, you're just like, uh, I don't know if I'm on the right road. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it is. Okay. And you're in the middle of absolute nowhere. And it, yeah, like you and, said, and you might even say you go out there to get uh, at least temporarily lost. Exactly. Exactly. I get lost I, in nature. Yeah, it's kind of what it's all about, and to be able to um, be suspended in that state for you know a chunk of the day is is kind of where it's at so 
Uh, I agree. And, um, you know, the, the pressures on the backcountry, so to speak, are another thing that's, that's going to be uh, changing, I think, uh, in the coming years. Definitely. Yeah, I had to talk about the uh, the good old herd paths and stuff like that. I'm trying to get someone from the DEC on here, but I have to get in contact with them again about, you know, the discussion of the herd paths is a whole different topic. So we won't go into that just yet. Um, so your volunteering opportunities for the the Catskill Mountain Club, uh, go online, get a hold of you guys for, for volunteering opportunities. Yeah, um, my email is peter at catskillmountainclub.org and uh, absolutely go online. Um, one of the projects we have going on, it's going to take a while, kind of like some of the other things we said, hopefully not as long as those uh, unit management plan projects, but um, we're updating our website, um, but it still, of course, is a website now, functions well. Um, we post our events there, and I'm trying to lead at least one a month. And nice. next month, um, Wendell and I haven't posted it yet, but uh, and this calls in the, the volunteers who are interested in leading hikes. We're going, going to have an event, a hike, for the express purpose of um inviting potential leaders to to um see their interests and uh you know abilities to be able to lead a hike so that'll be coming up in april i'm going i plan on posting something else for march i i've done some shorter events maybe i'll try a longer one so that's a way that people can get involved for sure is to um lead events if they're interested and we do maintain pretty much our our volunteer members and some board members uh, do maintain the trails that we have. However, as we can, we're we're taking on um, new trails to be able to uh, maintain, and and one of those is on uh, uh, DC lands that we're looking into. I happen to still have an adopted trail on state land with the trail conference. Um, one of the things that I've mentioned to a number of people that I'd love to see, I've even mentioned at these CPAC meetings, is to have a map of the region and see who's maintaining what. Um, because sometimes for whatever reason, a volunteer maintainer will drop off and the trail get, gets neglected and nobody necessarily knows about it or reports it and things of that nature so yeah, um that's a great idea yeah there are i mean to me it just seems like a logical thing that would happen but of course it might be too logical to happen but you know i myself am, am not an expert in gis but i wouldn't think it would be too hard to do i mean the the piece that i had out on um dry brook ridge i showed up there one day and uh Somebody went in there pretty aggressively and really cut it back. And um, the the section of trail I had actually straddled the two regions. And uh, so it, I called up region three where this took place. And they told me the Adirondack Mountain Club came in and um, cleaned the trails. <laughs> like, well, you know, I don't mind hiking up there and maintaining my trail, <laughs> but, you know, who knew kind of thing. So, yeah there's always opportunities to create better cooperation. Yeah. So volunteer opportunities with the Catskill Mountain Club uh, and also, you know, events that are coming up. Do you have, what, what event do you have coming up most, m most nearest event? 
Well, I, like I say, I'm going to get one um, for March, and anybody is um, welcome to attend the, the hike in a April, uh, suggest events, uh, or if they've already um, led events, they they can lead other ones. There are um, certain concerns we, we have to clear first in, in terms of, you know, not just anyone kind of thing, um, but we're trying to get the people that are closely affiliated with the club, um, you know, board members and so forth. Those who have led hikes, um, we really want to get that um, calendar populated because in a lot of ways, that's what we're all about is getting out there to experience not only what you intend on experiencing, but who knows what else. I mean, you right. know, it's kind of a adventure process. And um, you have here also support the club, absolutely become become a member and uh it's easy to do on our website we we uh link to it in our newsletters you can email me um there's also an info at catsco mountain club just you know stay in touch i answer all kinds of hiking questions and and so forth but becoming a, a member is 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 critical and it allows us to do all the work that we do including um many things that um we are mostly I blabbed about uh, this <laughs> evening. So, you know, yeah. um, become a member and we'll keep up the great work. Yeah, exactly. For the Catskills. And that's what we're all about, basically, to to make the Catskills a better place. Uh, so, uh, Peter, thank you uh, very much for, for joining me. Uh, we're going to wind this down. So um, thank you to our sponsors, Outdoor Chronicles Photography, Trailbound Project, and Camp Catskills. Thank you, uh, everybody who's donated coffee or donated monthly to the show. Really appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate everyone who has uh, lasted through 68 episodes of this. I can't believe that it's going on this long. Can't happen without you. Um, look up me anywhere. Uh, I post a lot of memes up on Instagram and Facebook, so check them out. Hiking memes mostly. <laughs> Peter, thank you for uh, joining me on the show. Thank you for taking your time out and talking some great talk about the Catskill Mountain Clubs and about the Catskills and about future planning for the Catskills and what you guys do. We really appreciate what the Catskill Mountain does for the club, for, for the whole area. Well, you're welcome. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, and enjoyed uh, the, the discussion and the opportunity to share uh, everything that I did. So. Yeah, I I told you it was a laid back conversation, and that's what what it is. It's it's not some professional thing. Uh, it's just two dudes, you know, talking right now, like we're out on the trail or something. Yeah, I, I look forward to um, meeting you in person and and going on a hike. And you know, you you said we could talk for a long time, so uh, I certainly honored that um, opportunity. So again, I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. Have a good night, uh, and uh, hopefully see you again in the future. Absolutely. You as well. Good night. Good night. Hey, guys. I just want to thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and throw down a smooth review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any podcast platform that you use. You can also check daily updates of the podcast, hikes, hiking memes, and local news on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the official website of the show. Remember this, you just keep on living, man. L-I-V-I-N. 
wicked, 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 wicked.